Welcome to our podcast, Mommy Trauma. I'm your host, Mommy Jeanette. And I'm your host, Bria Trauma. Let's get ready to spill some tea. Me, 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 me. Mama, mama, me. Welcome back to, to mama, 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 Mommy Trauma. trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode eight of Mommy Trauma. We have a wonderful episode for you guys tonight. I feel like our last few episodes have been kind of heavier subjects. So we're going to share some very vulnerable stuff with you, ways that we connect. And we're actually going to be reading from one of our intimate journals where we share back and forth letters to one another when we're not living in close proximity. So another way for us to stay connected is to write. And Bria gave me one of the best presents ever one Christmas, and it was a journal. And it says, be still, which means something to me because my sister gave me the same journal when I was going through a lot of things in my life. And it was a challenge to continue to stay in contact through writing. And so it was one of my favorite gifts I've ever received. And it's an intimate look at how we speak to each other and how we write to each other and a way that we connect and that we think that you, the audience, can connect. So I don't remember what's in these writings and there's probably some things that are very vulnerable and you'll it's authentic you'll we'll see. discover together that's right we don't us... remember what we wrote <laughs> we, we're not we're trying to do this not at ad lib i guess so yeah um, and be authentic with our feelings and what we were thinking back at the time so yeah so i got her this journal as my mom said it says be still and then on the inside i had put some white feathers white feathers to my mom is a representation of her dad who passed that is you can talk about it. It's yours. Well, when my dad passed, um, before he passed away, um, we were all, all the siblings were there, and I was speaking to him about what would be a sign to know that he was around. And I remember as a little girl that he would tickle my face with a white feather from pill- these uh, feather pillows. So, um, And he's also into um, cowboy and Indians, and um, he's a, had several foster children come and live in his home. Um, my mom and dad took in five foster children as well as all 11 of us. So, and so there's a connection there to the indigenous, so I think indigenous, it, yeah. indigenous, uh, um, Native Americans, people, Native Americans and a love there as well. So the white feather, um, was my signal or my sign that my dad was around after he passed. And I've had some pretty cool experiences um, when I was going through breast cancer. <laughs> I'm going to cry already. <laughs> I was getting ready to go in for the surgery that morning and walked out the front door and there was a large white feather at the door and just so many other um, experiences that I've had where it was a trying time and a time that I was sad and that I didn't have my dad around and a white feather or a black feather because it, at first it was a white feather and then I told I'm like okay maybe there's just too many white feathers around so I'm like how about a black feather <laughs> and then it turned to black feathers that were showing up so it's pretty interesting that we can communicate with the other side sometimes I believe we can or we have little messages from the other side and that's a message and so when Bria put that in the journal it really touched my heart so and then, thank you for sharing that. 
And then my mom added this little nugget of me in high school. This is uh, pre-authentic Bria, but still very cute. She's cute. And then we also had some family pictures that she added in there. And I can show those as well, even though yeah, I don't like them. It. But this is our family. Put it up to the camera. My husband. Oh, whoops. There you go. My husband, Eddie, <laughs> my son, Zachary, Bria, and myself. And this was oh, the Cox man. family that took these pictures. Thank you so much. And um, that was just some of our first pictures um, that we had here in Florida. Yeah, it's a full family. Right. All right, so I'm going to dive in to Are the you? first message. Okay. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. All right, so I'm just going to read it full on. And feel free to keep listening. Feel free to zone out. But um, I think that it's really powerful to write your feelings down. I think that... It, it's just conveyed so much easier. And I know that my mom and I are both writers, so we're both able to express our feelings a lot more clearly through writing. So this was the first message to her in our shared journal. Mom, there is no doubt in my mind that I chose you before being born to you. You have taught me and provided me with everything I need in this life, love, joy, acceptance, devotion, and commitment. You have been the most pure example of love, elegance, and grace. And now I'm going to cry. <laughs> you have continually filled my cup, built me up, and have shown me that I can, that I am perfectly designed and deserving of all that is good. I cannot begin to express my full gratitude for you. However, I hope to be able to explain to you just how much you're loved with this shared journal between you and I. Whether we hand it off or mail it, I'm going to pour my love and admiration into this book so you can see just how much you are loved, valued, honored, and appreciated. I love you. <laughs> As you can see, I'm a pretty lucky lady um, to have such a beautiful daughter that knows how to express her feelings in this journal. So um, I wrote back to her, and I think um, we've we've um, passed the journal back and forth just a few times. Yeah, we just um, started this a couple years ago, I think. Yeah, I think like two or three Christmases ago. Right. So. So we'll only read. A few. We're going to read a few of them. And um, sorry, I can't read because I'm too old. <laughs> sorry. But um, I'll share. My love for my daughter will never reach capacity as my love expounds every minute, second, day, and hour. You make me joyful and create laughter in my life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can't wait to see you again. Bria, thank you for this special gift. An opportunity to share our th thoughts and wishes and prayers for one another. This week, you have been on my mind and in my heart, especially as I ask fervently that your biopsy come back clear and benign. My joy expanded today as I learned you are good and there was no cancer. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Words will never be able to capture what I feel. To have you as my daughter, friend, and how blessed I am to have you in my life. Thank you for choosing our family. I hope you will always know how much you contribute to our family, this wonderful world, and the many people you inspire. You are pure joy to me. You have been such a gift, especially to your mom. We love you unconditionally and eternally, always and forever. Can't wait to see you again. Be inspired, capture joy, love life, feel blessed, and continue to contribute your beautiful self to those who adore and love you. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> like I said, we have not uh, read through these. We kind of just passed it back and forth. So 
it's very this, wow impactful reading it back i'm glad that we have this i think that this is one of the best practices that you could create with you and your child it's something to hold on to for forever i know that i've carried this with me i've moved many times but this always gets carried in the backpack that is on my back so it means the world to me me too the best gift ever <laughs> and do you want to talk about what was in that passage yeah yeah so um as you know i i've had breast cancer but bria also had a lump and she was worried as well um and had to have biopsies and be seen for a while and with knowing that i had cancer i felt a lot of fear and a lot of um concern for her and um, if you have come from a family with large breasts which we had both her and I it's even harder to find out if it's cancer because you have dense a density that's there and so I would say to everyone please get yearly mammograms especially at the age when it's appropriate I think it's 35 now but um, if you have a history of breast cancer please do that sooner and always get your yearly checkups and um, I do yearly checkups and that's how they found my breast cancer at an early stage. So I was able to um, have a double mastectomy and reconstruction. And shortly after Bria, I think you had the lump before I had my breast cancer. Is that right? Yeah, I'd had it for a few years. Right. So she's had this lump that didn't go away and she's had it for a few years. And so I'm... Um, just a lot of fear that came from that and concern that she would lose her breasts as well. And to be safe, um, that was something that did eventually happen. So um, not through cancer, but as a choice to remove them. And I'm just grateful that she doesn't have to be concerned anymore about cancer. But um, yeah, it was a lot of fear and a lot of sadness. And... Um, so this is how we expressed ourselves back then and how it's it's interesting to read now because I, I forgot yeah like how much fear was there you know? me too and yeah. I think more so than the fear I felt like you she definitely feels the most fear and anxiety in our family because you're the heart of our family so I think when anyone's going through anything she feels it very deeply I can say I did not um, think I was scared I had a partner at the time during it, and I I feel like I just constantly shoved stuff down. Like, it didn't feel safe for me to express my fear. But during that time, I, I do remember um, just kind of numbing myself, not trying to feel it. Mm -hmm. It was very scary. And I think experiencing your anxiety and fear about it made me feel even more Probably scared worse. about it. Yeah, I added to it. <laughs> she added to it a little bit, but also I remember reading that and feeling so supported and so grateful that I do have a safe space in my mom, you know, that I may not find in other people and friends or whoever's in my life. So I'm just really grateful to have you and to know that my fear and anxieties is always safe with you. Thank you. Yeah. Always. And ditto. I feel yeah. the same thing with you, and that's what's so great to have such a beautiful daughter that opens her heart to me and is now communicating in a, in a way that we are being very authentic with what we really feel. And so 
And it hasn't always been like that, but I'm glad that we've gotten yeah, there. Right? It's Proof taken sure. work for us. Right. And I do want to just talk about the surgery too, yes. since you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to explain that I did have top surgery. That was a choice for me. I've always been like kind of gender non-conforming androgynous. So for me, coming from a bigger chested family, my body, I was not comfortable in my skin. I didn't feel like my breasts were a part of who I was. I just didn't identify with them. And then adding on the fact that my mom ended up having cancer, having them removed, I did have top surgery after all of that. I just want to point that out because I think it's really important to understand that there's so many different reasons why people get procedures. And through just sharing with people online that I had top surgery, because I do have a lot of friends in the LGBTQIA plus community, I received a lot of hate. I received a lot of messages telling me how disgusting I was and I'm a an abomination and you know people shouldn't want to be around me and shouldn't love me and I'm sick and all this which is stuff. not okay and yeah it's, and of it's, course um, it's not, not okay. okay to treat anyone that way absolutely and, and and people don't know your story and what you've been through yeah. so and what your family's been through what your your history is you know so yeah or what anyone's, anyone's been through right for exactly. that matter. So I just want to point that out. I think it's really important to just understand that people's choices about their bodies are just that, their choices. And it's important to just allow people to make those decisions for themselves and to love them the best that you know how. And I'm so grateful that I have a family that even though we have different religious beliefs and we have different beliefs about certain politics and just about life in general, my mom is such, my mom, my dad, my brother, my aunts and uncles, my family is such an example of true Christianity, true Christ-like love and just unconditional love to the point that they just allow me to be myself. They don't judge anything I do or any choices that I make for myself. And I hope that anyone listening to this can just take that example to heart and understand that the person on the receiving end of it who gets to have a family like that, my life has been saved over and over and over because of, because of the people in my family who have loved me. No matter what. Yeah, no matter what. Right. And a lot of people don't have that. So I hope that we can all learn to be a little bit more kind and more understanding of other people and their situations, their lifestyles, whatever it may be. So thank you for sharing <laughs> that. I know that's hard. I know you've been judged a lot for who you are and I love you and I'm proud of you. Thank you. And I think everyone deserves to have agency and I think that's um, their own choices and um, we don't need to hate even if we don't agree and even if you don't like other people's choices, we don't need to hate or make anyone feel less than. So I'm sorry that you've been through that. It's okay. But um, this is a very sensitive topic. Yeah, it is. And, and especially it's when... coming up. Me too. Me too. And I love you. I love you. And I know um, that now that it's been brought up, and I also didn't know if you were transitioning or if you wanted to be a male or, you know, there's so many things that come up when you say androgynous, yeah. and I don't know. And I know that you've said you still feel female, but you didn't feel comfortable with breasts. And so that's your choice. And that's, um, especially with your history too. I mean, I know that you did the right thing for you. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I am appreciative because 
like my mom said, she didn't know, you know, what these new changes meant for me. And she asked questions. And that's so important as a parent or a family member or a partner to just ask questions. And I felt so grateful that she, she even, she just straight up asked me if I wanted to transition, if I was transgender. And I told her no, but wow, like the amount of growth that we've done for that to just be a conversation that it just came up so naturally. There was no like emotion or charge behind it. She just asked me, are you transitioning or like, what does this mean for you? And I, I got to tell her like, no, I am, I very much identify as a female. Um, the term non-binary is a newer term, which is like not, um, not society's definition of like a, a female, like normal i'm gonna just use that word even though it's very subjective but what a normal female is like what a normal male is like non-binary just means that you're not on one side or the other and i think i identify with that term the most but very i am you're very still uniquely much, different and who yeah you are, whoever you are yeah, you are just I'm, who you are i am who i am exactly i really don't care about labels but it means a lot to have a family member especially a parent just be open to asking those questions and hearing the answers and just loving you through your self-discovery. And that's on both ends, whether it's a child to a parent, maybe your parents going through self-discovery or parent to child. So, And I think I learned with you coming out at 19 too, that I didn't like, um, I wish I was more, just wrap my arms around you. We talked about that. And I think that's where, um, I wanted her to feel the love and non-judgment no matter what. And um, I support Bria being herself and with her agency. And that's the most important part. So, And yeah. she supports me with my agency and what I do and I have my life and my choices with religion. And, and so it's a great place to be that we can love one another no matter what. Yeah. And it does take me doing the same. I think that's important. It's not just receiving it. Right. I know we've talked about that. Yeah. Not just receiving the love, the acceptance from a parent or whoever you're expecting that from, but also being that, being that change that you want to see. And I don't think we would have the relationship or the healing that we have unless I was able and willing to do the same, which before, you know, I was very judgmental about religious beliefs and whatever my mom's beliefs were. And I always was that opposition, playing that devil's advocate, challenging her beliefs and what she thought and said. And we've come to an understanding that we just mutually respect and love one another. And I want her to do and be and believe in whatever brings her peace in this lifetime. And she gives me that same respect. So, and I'm learning that with Zachary as well, with both my children. Um, if I want them to accept me, I need to accept them. So in, yeah. in, in every stage that they go through, or in not just stages, but whoever they are and they, uh, who their authentic self is and, and just help them feel loved. So Yeah, I think it really is that simple. Mm -hmm. Like, just give what you want, <laughs> accept people, love people. Like, we all want to be accepted. We all want to be loved. We all want to be validated. So be that. And this is another <laughs> way you can by sharing uh, writings or journaling um, with your children or with loved ones. And this has been something that's made us feel closer yeah. by sharing our feelings. And so there's a few more we want to share with yeah, you. Yeah, let's read so, the rest of this. Sorry, my nose dripping. From it's okay, me too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, my answer to my mom's um, last letter was, 
Let me see if this is the right page. Okay. I said, thank you for your beautiful words, mom. I'm so grateful to have a mother that reminds me of the joy and laughter I bring into this world. Thank you for serving as a reminder and testament to all the good in me. And sometimes, as sometimes I forget and I'm hard on myself for not doing or being better. You are my greatest example of joy. It's one of the qualities I admire and love most about you. I can't remember a time that you weren't smiling or making our days full of fun, even in the hardest years when you were hurting the most. You have always been so strong and so dedicated to keeping me and Zach safe and happy. Thank you so much. My favorite part of coming back to Florida and living with you and dad was waking up with you as you opened the blinds to let the morning light in with a smile on your face. <laughs> You'd be so ready to take on each day with joy and your joy is so contagious that I couldn't help but to feel it in me, even through my depression and sadness. Why do we do this? <laughs> <laughs> I lived for those small shared moments with you and I recall your face vividly in my mind when I think of those hard months. You have always been a beacon of light for me. The reason why I'm still here and the reason why I strive to be more loving, soft, and kind. I only hope I can be a fraction of the mother you are and have the same impact on my children. Thank you. And my mom bracketed that, that I said I wanted children. <laughs> that was very important to her. <laughs> Thank you for effortlessly, or so it seems, being the embodiment of love, forgiveness, and true grace. Thank you for being my protector, my safe space, and my best friend. I am in awe of the woman, mother, and wife you are and have become, and I feel so fortunate to be able to call you my mom. I love you always and eternally. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. That's a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> that was. Thank you for these words. Because nothing's more important than the words that you give me um, that are uplifting and loving and make it worth being a mom. Because sometimes it's hard to be a mom. (laughs) And you don't feel uh, that your kids love you or that they're grateful, but they are and they will come back and and hopefully write down and share some of the things that they feel. Okay, going on to the next part. Bria Chanel Jackson. Under I have underlined B, C, and J, but brave, cheerful, joyous, beautiful, charismatic, just, blissful, celestial, jubilant, brilliant, charitable, jovial, bold, charming, and a jewel. You are so many more positive words, but I wanted you to know what comes to mind, to my mind when I think of you. Bria Chanel Jackson. (laughs) Thank you for being such an amazing daughter and person, cousin, sister, friend, and caretaker of so many. I know how blessed I am to have you and Zach as my only children. I haven't been a perfect mom. Or a mom who knew how to navigate every situation or trial. But I am a mom who loves you more than I have ever loved anything in my life. I love being your mom. Your love. I love having such a wonderful connection that no one can ever fill your place. You are my number one and my only daughter and I and you are enough 
You are my greatest gift and nothing compares to the love and of, of an amazing daughter like you. I don't know why I got so lucky. <laughs> I feel blessed beyond measure. I can't wait to see you grow up. Find the love and peace you deserve. Happiness is so important and family brings me happiness like nothing else does. I look forward to some fun vacations together with you and your family. I see who you truly are. A woman made of every perfect ingredient, ingredient to become your true, authentic self. Full of joy, love, service, sacrifice, forgiveness, kindness, and steadfastness. Drive, independence, perspective, and unwavering dedication to do what is best. You are the best. You do your best. And you, your best is all you need to give the world. When things get hard or are too difficult, look at all the good in your life. You have so much. Never take life for granted. I know you don't, but continue to enjoy this beautiful earth and its inhabitants, especially your family. Looking forward to seeing you soon. I love you, Brianna, with the I love you sign. <laughs> and um, an XOXOXO, which my grandma started with us um, in cards. <laughs> so I do the XOXOXO as she did with us in our cards, and my mom did too, so... Yeah, I remember that from every letter you've ever done, too. Kisses and hugs. Yeah, I didn't know that's where it was from. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, (laughs) that was deep, and I hope um, it inspires you to want to write something to your children or to have a journal exchange, which is what we do. And it doesn't have to be every month or every year, but it can be when you feel inspired to write and um if they your children live far away we send the journal back and forth we've sent journals and other things back and forth to each other to stay connected but this is our greatest communication between Bria and I besides her being here and having her for a short time here um working together lately on this podcast um that's how we bond through writing Bria's always been an amazing writer she on the cat, uh, on the FCAT was <laughs> five star writer. Five, what was it called? Five? Uh, got a five on it. Got a five, a score of five, which is very high. And um, she's always been a great writer. And, and I love to write, or used to love to write. I haven't been writing very much. She's got a book coming on the way. It's coming to her. It's ready to be written. I don't know about that, but um, we both love to write. And so that's where we connect. And I hope that it's touched your hearts and that you can feel the love that we have and can continue to try to endure until um, you can have those relationships um, where you want them to be. So, yeah, I think even if you are not there yet with your kids or with your parent, even starting something like this and writing to them as if they were open to hear it, I think this can be a way to open up. Um, that connection to that relationship that you want. I know that for me, I I journal just to myself sometimes. So journaling is a great way to get your thoughts out. I do not stay consistent very well with it, but when I do it, I always feel better. I've always been a writer, like going through depression or anger, whatever. I've always had journals that I just get everything out into. So even just writing to whoever it is that you love for yourself can be so therapeutic so i agree it's healing um i started writing um 
with my parents' divorce and um, was married, and then I was in Germany, and I took some college classes, and I remember taking my first English class and, and writing about the divorce and how my family just was blown apart and how hard that was as the oldest girl and like a mom to the family and how that situation of being away from my family, not being able to be close to them because I was alienated from them for a long time um, was really hard psychologically to get through and the pain was pretty pretty bad, um, especially because I felt like the mother. So um, I wasn't the mother, but I, I took care of the kids like they were my own. And so um, writing in that class was therapeutic for me and healing and my writing, creative writing teacher um, made me feel so much better by telling me to continue to write about the pain and hurt that was in my life and and that was something that I felt like I was able to um, it was almost like counseling for me I was able to share the pain and hurt that I'd been through put it on paper and then she encouraged me to continue writing about it so um, that is what we're doing sharing things that are hard or our love for each other and um, writing is an amazing gift so yeah I've heard of multiple people who have used as a way like for arguments too I had an old friend who with her mom whenever they were really in the weeds and going back and forth verbally and could not figure out a way to communicate in a healthy way they had a journal where they were allowed to say whatever they were want they wanted in it which you know depending on who you are and what you want to hear you can set boundaries for it as well but it's also a great way to get out those really hard feelings like my mom said and that's interesting because writing has always been my favorite like every English teacher through middle school through high school was the person that I connected with the most and same thing them just giving feedback on my writing and encouraging me to continue to write just lit me up so you're a beautiful writer I love reading everything you write (laughs) thank you my mom thinks I'm great a lot of papers with my husband and and, uh in college oh yeah research she's done a lot to help um us learn about writing and and she's an inspiration to us so just have a little side business (laughs) in college (laughs) i'm serious i used to make money off of helping with papers or writing papers for people oh bria it's okay i'm out of college now it doesn't matter (laughs) what we reveal what we reveal we don't know where it's gonna be a little side hustle or use ai but right anyways Thank you guys for allowing us to share our writing with you and this intimate journal of ours with you. And we hope that it can inspire you to just start to take steps to strengthen the relationships that are important to you, especially with your children or with your parents. If you are someone who wants to strengthen that relationship with your parents. I thought it was a great idea that you said, even if you don't send it to your children and write it down and save it. Um, another thing, uh, Right, use writing to when you're angry or, or when you're sad or depressed. Um, that's something that helped when I was upset and I couldn't express my feelings, I'd write it down and then throw it away. And so I could yes, get rid of it. And I do that as well. That's something that I learned in those trainings. Like we would write down everything, everything we thought bad of people or ourselves or our moms, dads, and then you burn it. And that for me is so therapeutic. I still do it when I have friends that are upset. They call me. 
We'll write down stuff, crumple it up, and light it on fire in a or safe. Or put it in one of those things, the, the air balloons, whatever. You know the air balloons. No, someone's going to find that. <laughs> you burn it. You burn it. Don't okay. let there be any chances that it's found with some of the stuff that you might write down. Okay. No, I like to burn it because fire symbolizes a cleansing. Cleansing. So gotcha. I, it also has that. Or you could send it off in a helium balloon. So maybe we'll share some other writings that we have. You got it in your book? No. I don't know if I'm willing to share any of my journal, but <laughs> I think I'm glad that my mom actually brought this up reading this to you guys, and I'm glad she did because it's actually been a minute since we've written in it because we've lived closer in Florida together. So it's definitely something that we will pick up as well, and... Just makes me really emotional to look back at it. I'm like, why have I not been reading through this? And I feel like a lot of what we spoke about in this is stuff that I'm currently going through. So mm-hmm. it's it's so beautiful to read it again and have it still be so relevant. And, you know, sometimes when I'm going through hard stuff, like I forget I need to be loved. I need to be filled up. I'm just in work mode. That's how I like to... Independent. She acts like she's independent, but she still needs love. I still need love, <laughs> She yes. still needs lots I of love. I am a toughie, and I take care of myself and self-love and self-soothe a lot, but it is so healing to receive it from we all other people. It. Your yeah. moms need it, too. We need hugs. Moms especially. Yeah. Like, your mom needs some extra loving. When you come give me a hug, says. Bria, or when Zach comes to give me a hug, I just... It's everything. And I know, I tell my mom, my mom's not a hugger. I love her. She's not a hugger. And so I'm like, mom, personal touch is very important to all of us. And so I try to make sure I put my arms around her. She grew up with her mom not being as um, affectionate, very uh, service oriented and always there for her and always helped with the kids and stuff. Mm -hmm. But she was not um, someone that gave a lot of affection with hugs from what she said. So I... No, my mom's not as comfortable either. And I'm awkwardly comfortable sometimes. Awkward. <laughs> sometimes comfortable I'm, but awkward. Sometimes I'm awkward. Sometimes I'm comfortable. But um, we all need it. And so just remember to try to reach out more often and put your hand on their back, give them a hug, whatever it takes. And um, we try to do kisses on the cheek. That's My husband started that. And so that's something we like to do too. So. Those are tricky though. Make sure you know which one's going on which side. There's <laughs> a couple times we're like, <laughs> tricky. Yes. I, I'm really not a physical touch person, but I do think that hugs, especially like after going through COVID mm-hmm. and just have not being able to do that, literally being told to not make contact with other humans. I think that's where I really realized mm-hmm. how much I needed even just human energy in my space. Contact, yeah. But yeah, that's when I really felt deprived of Even hugs, if you don't so. think you need it, you do. <laughs> Possibly. Most, most people do. Yeah. There's just a few people who are like, please don't hug me. Yeah. Ask permission. If you have people <laughs> who are not into hugs, that's okay right. too. Right. But it definitely is a way that we get to show love to one another. And our family is not big on physical touch. We are very much like service. Service. Constantly service. doing service. That's like all of our love that's language. That's our love language. Yeah. yeah. Come clean my kitchen and um, organize my cabinets closet. and drawers my closet which my daughter just did which I love her for <laughs> but yeah come clean and organize and that's that's my love language <laughs> yeah and we love we like gifts too but only like gifts all of it. that we really like like we're very specific about which gifts we like but yeah. don't waste your money on gifts <laughs> yeah 
hey, it's not a waste if the person loves it. That's true. But find out what the people, like find out the most important people in your life, what their love languages are. Find out how they receive love and make a, a consistent effort to show that if you want to strengthen that relationship. We did mention the five languages of love, Mm -hmm. that book, and there's different versions. There's ones for parents and children. There's ones for single people. But I think that that is definitely a great book to really learn how you love, how you love to receive love and also how you like to give love. So it's interesting. I was just watching on Instagram. There's this girl who did the, she's like, I don't have five languages, love languages. I have one food, show up with food. Just come with food. <laughs> so, that is so true. And that I think food one. is one that's everybody's love language. So if you don't know what love language it is, show up with food because it works. Or <laughs> DoorDash to door someone dash if or, they're yeah. far away. That's for me, like, food is- my people know. Like, if you come over, if I invite people over, I am very reclusive. I'm an introverted, extrovert, extroverted, introvert. But whenever I invite people over, I want to cook for them. That's my way of pouring love love into them like let me cook you a steak dinner or something really rich and yummy because i love to cook so we're on the receiving end of that so we're really enjoying that (laughs) homemade sauces and tacos Um, and vegan food and i'm on a crock pot kicker right now i'm obsessed with making stuff in the crock pot right now so we've been eating a lot of crock pot meals right amazing yeah it's so good so juicy (laughs) yeah yeah that is one way that we definitely all receive love is through a full tummy so well, tell me. So, don't forget feed yourself. Yes, feed spiritually, yourself. physically, and mentally. <laughs> mentally, yeah, definitely feed yourself. And I talked about that in the last episode. Like when I'm going through it, that is one way that I show myself love is I force myself in a nice way, in a loving way, to feed myself. Like when you are um, self-soothing, going through depression, lost a job, whatever it may be, hard feelings. Definitely start cooking your favorite meals for yourself. Do the things that, like, I think about the things that my mom would do if I was sick or depressed. Like, I watch Disney movies. I get in a snuggly, really warm, fuzzy blanket Mm -hmm. and cocoon myself, like, whatever it is to self-soothe. Watch movies with me. Yep. Go to the park. Yep. And I do it for myself now. Like, I don't care if I look like a little toddler. I'm all snuggled up, put on my favorite Disney movie, eat some good food, and... Whatever you need to do to love yourself if you don't have someone around to pour that into you. Right. Pour it into yourself. Yes. Love yourself. Please love yourself. And heal. And heal. And heal. You'll be healed. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this one. And we can't wait to let us know what you think and what you'd like us to talk about. And if this one was inspiring to you, we hope that it can give you some good ideas of some things to do with your own family so yes and we are all on borrowed time so sooner sooner rather than later i just want to say it's so important to heal the relationships that are important to you so go out be still write start your journal right 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 and yeah let us feed yourself and feed the ones feed yourself (laughs) feed the ones you love and let us know what you guys want to hear let us know what your thoughts are We're getting ready to wrap up this first season of Mommy Trauma. And for our second season, we really want to hear your feedback. We have a lot of family and friends and now some random people joining in on our episodes. So we'd love to hear your thoughts. Your guys' voices matter to us. So, And thank you for listening. Yes, thank you for listening. And all the fathers out there, if we don't have an episode before that, happy Father's Day too. Yes, happy Father's Day in 10 days. We love you guys too.
All right, guys. We'll see you next week on another episode of Mommy Trauma. Bye. Bye. See ya. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mommy Trauma. Feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at Mommy Trauma and submit any questions you may have or any topics you want us to speak about at mommytrauma at gmail.com. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. Thank you.